Welcome everyone to Sovereign AF episode 16. I'm your host, Regina Cornelio. I am excited to be here and I have one of my good friends, Ashley, on this evening. This is going to be a lot of fun. Ashley is a psychic medium and a talented healer. And I've known her for a few years now. I've worked with her uh, on multiple occasions and I'm also uh, a friend of hers. So we are going to tap into um, some, basically, what are the energies looking like for 2024 in general for the collective? Uh, what's the intuitive forecast? Uh, she'll talk a little bit about numerology and we're just going to flow. So if you're watching live in the Facebook chat, hi, Danny, feel free to ask questions. That's the benefit of being here live with us. Um, so welcome, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> I'm excited to chat with you. So to start off, just, just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, also about your gifts and where you, did you always know you had intuitive abilities, you know, just give us a little summary about you. So I've always been kind of spiritually inclined. I just come from a family that was very open to spirituality and talking about um, the spirit world and as a kid, I never really knew, you know, um, that things would unfold the way they have. But I knew that as a child that I would be in my 30s when some crazy things in the world were going to come that felt very apocalyptic, if you would say. And, you know, I was always questioning everything. I was very rebellious. Um, why do I have to do this? Why are things this way? You know, um, so I've always been resistant to um, the way th we do things in the world. So I found out later in life that I was an indigo child. So that means I have an indigo aura and people with an indigo aura tend to come here and be more rebellious and very intuitive. I had a lot of spiritual experiences throughout my life, um, all kinds of crazy things, but I didn't know what to do with any of it. I didn't know that I was a psychic medium until probably my early 30s, I would say. Um, I ended a long-term relationship and um, things got just really wild. Uh, <laughs> I want to say that um, a lot of my gifts just really opened up for me, although my spiritual awakening happened in 2012, where I started shifting my perspective and understanding law of attraction. It was after that, what you would say, like twin flame type of um, connection, that separation of that, that really awoken me like more deeply to my purpose. And I decided to pursue, you know, strengthening these abilities, which I believe every single one of us have. You were meant to be intuitive. You're only maybe not intuitive because you don't understand how the energy works, right? But if you develop and strengthen those spiritual muscles, you should have um, a strong intuition within. And if you want to learn to read energy, because that's all it is, you're reading energy. And if you want to learn to read others, there's a lot of inner work that comes with it. But I committed my life to this path. And so here I am. I started in 2018 doing it professionally. And um, it really is just me. I feel so aligned being in this space. Love it. And that's how I met you. 
was yep. 2000, 2018 or 19, I think. I think 2019. Um, 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did a session with you and then we just realized we were very like-minded and connected more throughout the chaos of the last few years. And, uh, it's been, it's been awesome to get to know you and build that relationship with you personally and professionally, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> and I relate to the intuition. I agree. I think everybody's intuitive. I think you can deepen that. Um, and I think there's, there's different psychic senses, right. And some, some might be stronger than others for different people. Like some might be claircognizant, some might be clair sentient, clairvoyant, but you can develop all of it. And then, you know, it would help, right. If we didn't have the fluoride in for sure, like calcifying our, our pineal gland and all that. But, um, yeah, so I think let's dive into the main topic and we'll just kind of flow, have some questions and if you're watching live, feel free to ask questions and then we'll just see where we go from there. But I think let's kind of like starting to look into 2024. Let's let's piece it little by little. How does the beginning of the year overall for the collective look? I feel like January is the best part just because it's going to feel more like a breath of fresh air. This past year has been challenging because it's really been about the intent was for you to come back to self, like coming back within. So there's a lot of spiritual lessons that have been taking place this year. So the challenges that you're experiencing are here to help grow you. And when you can see it from that perspective, you can move forward and um, know where you're going. If you don't see it that way, we tend to stay in a space of resistance. So that's going to be important as we go into 2024. So remind me to talk about that. But 2000, 2024 in January is going to feel like clarity. So a lot of our breakthroughs are going to come. We're going to be a lot more clear. The confusion is going to start to dissipate. We're going to know more of the direction that we're going, and we're going to feel a deeper sense of purpose. So I think that there's been a lot of confusion. Do I go this way? Do I go that way? Um, a lot of that is going to start to clear in January. And anyways, if you look at January, the beginning of the year, it's, it's about new beginnings. Nice. All right. Awesome. Well, that's good. <laughs> we could use some more clarity and, and, you know, feeling refreshed. I like that. Um, now I guess let's talk about themes and it'll be interesting to see kind of as we dive deeper in, if what you're seeing is kind of what, you know, other people are seeing and, but what are some overall themes you're seeing for 2024? Well, um, there's, there's a lot of different things that, um, I feel are going to play out, but if we want to talk about an overall theme and this ties a little bit into the numerology aspect. So if we look at 2024, it's an eight number, but if we look at the two and the four together, it's a six, there's going to be a huge, um, theme on, um, family community and connections. And that's really where we need to put our focus as well as our personal goals that are aligned with 
a sense of purpose. Um, it's going to be huge. Um, it, I don't care if it's your dog, but your connections and your family, your community, that is where we need to focus because this year is that's coming up is going to be filled with distractions and there is going to be more tests. And if you're looking at those distractions, it's going to pull you out of yourself and you're going to lose sight of your purpose again. So if you're focused on your home life, your communities, your connections with people, whether it be family, friendships, whatever that is, that's going to be where um, I feel we're going to stay the most aligned and we're going to find our harmony by pulling away from the distractions that are happening in the outside world. So this is going to be a good year for um, creating relationships and things like that. Yeah, I feel like um, I want to talk about the distractions, um, but I think overall I'm feeling, and I think anyone that's in tune with their intuition is feeling a, a pretty intense year. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 I think 23 was intense. I don't really expect it to die down in I don't expect it to die down in 2024. The only thing I expect to be different is us having a little bit more um, power and control in our personal lives. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay. The reason so, is Yeah, dive into that. 2024 little. equals eight. So okay. eight is about karma. And it's about abundance. It's about working towards goals and things like that. So it's going to be really important that our intentions stay in the right place. If you're focused on negativity, well, negativity is going to grow for you. So if you are working towards goals and you are moving with purpose, your intentions are in the right place, there is somewhat of a divine protection with that. You're going to start to see um, growth in those areas of your life. So when I say the year of karma, masks are going to fall off. Wow. And so, and that's going to happen in religion. It'll happen politically, even though it's already started to happen. I definitely think that it's going to be, um, for some people, it's, uh, it, it, it's going to just start to set in. I'm getting chills throughout my whole body. Mm-hmm. And then part of that is my own excitement because for, for someone that's been aware of certain things for a while, man, like it, it seems like chaos for those that don't know, but for those that know, it's like, finally, we, we realize we've been living in a world of illusion and I'm ready for that veil to, to be ripped off. You know, I, I know most people can't handle that to just happen so quickly, but I'm ready for, for more truth to get to the masses, you know, um, Meredith said, this makes complete sense. I feel the exact same. Hi, Nettie. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Brian. Hi, Alina. Awesome. So happy to have you guys feel free to ask questions if anything comes up. Um, okay. So we talked about themes. All right. So can we go a little bit deeper and I guess, do you want to go into like the middle of the year and then the end and then kind of dive deeper into distractions or distractions first? Well, 
I kind of want to talk about the distractions because I think that it plays such a role in our everyday life. Like it is something that we've been hit with since we were born and we just are just starting to look at it as uh, for what it is. This is going to ramp up. Um, when the powers that be think that they are losing control, they're going to create more distractions. But because their intentions are not in the, in the right place and it's an eight-year karma, it's just going to continue to perpetuate that karmic response. And we're governed by universal law being on this planet. So it it is going to manifest itself. It's like the... The harder they go, the more exposed it becomes, the more awake, you know, people become to this. So it's really important that we see it for what it is. And one thing I do want to say, because I specifically saw an emphasis with a lot more people walking away from religion this year mm -hmm. and people that you may have called sheep are going to start waking up and they will have no leader, meaning people are going to start paving their own paths. And uh, you're going to see it with us, even spiritual gurus, people are not going to want to listen to anything outside themselves anymore because divine source is within. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see a lot of that play out. So it's important that we stay tuned within because if you're looking at everything outside of yourself, it creates confusion, which takes away from trusting self that an intuition within. And that's that God source that is within you, that is always guiding you. So anything that's on the news is there to ramp up your energy and take you out of yourself again. So it's fear and, you know, to create anger, to create an emotional response. Um, I think that April and December are going to be the most explosive times for this. I'm not sure if that is going to manifest itself physically, but anytime an awakening happens, it doesn't happen because we were meditating. It happens because people are tired of pain and suffering. And that's really how spiritual awakening transpires. It's like, I can't, go this direction anymore. I can't accept this anymore. So people start um, going back to source, you know, and it, so it it is definitely going to be interesting how April and December play out. Um, the one thing I do want to say is obviously it's an election year next year. So people are going to be really focused on that. I don't encourage it. And the reason is, is because earth is about polarity, duality. Earth is a school, right? So if we're focused on our religion, our politics, our culture, our skin color, our gender, you're caught up in the game of duality. So you're remembering, you're, uh, you're not remembering your true essence of why you're here. These things are here to help you grow and see the bigger picture. So the more that we play the game of this versus that, the more distracted we stay. We stay. You know, we we don't um grow when we we grow, but we don't move forward when we stay in that space, if that makes sense. It serves its purpose. We need that for the growth. 
but eventually you have to see it for what it is and stop playing the game. If that makes sense. Yeah, completely. I love that. I'm excited. Um, it's funny because I feel like I've dropped a lot of false beliefs, but I'm constantly, constantly deprogramming, right? We all have deprogramming to do, but I'm excited for people to really start to pull the veil off and let go of a lot of those false beliefs, step into their truth. And I think there's going to be a lot of people looking to other people who have already, I guess, kind of stepped into their truth a little bit more people like you to kind of lead. So I think it's a big year for indigos, light workers, star seeds, old souls, whatever you want to call them to step into their leadership role. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I feel like people are going to start finding purpose in all of it. And you're going to see people moving forward with that purpose. And then there's mm -hmm. going to be people that you thought were asleep that are going to wake up and they're going to start paving their own path. Love yeah, it. I definitely think a lot more people are going to wake up. I don't think, you know, everybody's obviously not going to wake up because they're not meant to in this lifetime. And again, that goes back into the duality. When we see people that are not awake, it might be frustrating, but it's playing a role in both yours and our evolution. Right. Absolutely. And I was talking about this today, how we, I say we, people who are more awake, more aware, how we interact with those who are less aware says a lot about our spiritual evolution. Because I, I see a lot of judgment out there for people who are awake. And I see a lot of just lack of compassion and I'm not going to lie. There's times where I am like, want to rip my hair out. Right. But I have to take a deep breath and realize we're all connected. Everyone is connected. You know, uh, we're all one. Right. And so if I'm judging someone, I'm judging myself and take a deep breath. And, <laughs> but, um, let's, let's talk about those distractions. Can we, can we go a little deeper if you want to go like through the year, little by little, or however you want to do it? So I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure what all of these distractions are going to look like, but I know that it's going to be around fear, um, technology, politics, and religion. I know that these themes are going to play out. So there's going to be a lot of distraction around those things. Um, technology, um, also plays a role. Technology is going to advance. And I mean, that's kind of like a given it's going to advance, but are we moving more into the technology and allowing that to consume our daily lives? And it, it's, again, we got to focus on the connections and the community and kind of pay attention to there is a false light that is coming around technology and looking for a savior outside of yourself. And that might trigger some people the way I'm wording it. Um, but there is a timeline, which the way I received it was like a wormhole. And this energy portal is opening and those that are looking outside of themselves for someone to come in and save them and make a difference so that their life can be better. 
can easily be misled into this timeline. Okay. And it, it, it kind of reminds me of the wizard of Oz. Like you're looking for something and it's this false thing behind the curtain. I'm going to call it the false light path. And so the distractions are going to be around these themes. So technology does play a role in this. Uh, but the good news is I see another, if you will, portal opening that is going to pull people out to the other side like they're waking up out of a dream. Like they're finally understanding what this world is, why we're here, and, and what's really going on. So I definitely want to talk timelines. Um, I feel like, okay, I, I feel like let's, Let's talk a little bit more, I guess, about through the year, if there's any themes or anything that you want to say, like middle of the year, end of the year. And then let's talk timelines is a whole nother topic that I want to dive into because I've obviously, you know, have some ideas and, and intuitions and, and other, you know, people that I talk to as well, intuitive people. And I'm curious to see like, if what you see kind of aligns with it. Um, but as we move through the year, we talked about the beginning, January actually sounds pretty good. Then as we get into the spring or summer, is there anything that you want to talk about as we kind of go through? Just that I see something major coming up for, um, April, April, there's going to be some major shifts that are going to happen energetically. Therefore it probably in some way, shape or form is going to manifest physically. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like, but the energy feels explosive. And then I do feel like some people may feel in this awakening process, like, I don't know where to go, especially if you've been really tied into religion, walking away from it. Some people are going to feel like I understand now I see clear and some people might feel unhinged. Um, when I tuned into May, it felt kind of like a rebuild month. So whatever that theme is, it's kind of like, okay, now we're collecting ourselves in May. How can we move forward with what's transpired? Wow. I think I that talking. September, October, November, December, the energies I think are going to start ramping up. I feel like the energy is going to get bumpy. That's where you got to be the most focused and protect your energy the most. April, and I'm going to say September, October, November, December. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I'm just trying to think as you're talking about April being explosive, a lot of awakening. I'm thinking probably a distraction, right? Because distractions are what cause seem to cause the most awakening. So, um, do you have any ideas what that might be or? The thing about psychic abilities and psychic dictionaries is they'll give you a symbol and then you've got to interpret and say, is it literal or is it symbolic? of the energy. So when I use the word explosives, that was what the symbology looked like. I don't like to dive into, oh, I think it's going to be something, some sort of explosion because that's just going to promote more fear. Right. So mm, yeah, I'm 
say, pay attention to what's going on around that time and protect your energy. Right. I think it's important that we also kind of, we're already like half halfway through our entire um, episode, but it's very important that as you tap into your intuition and you listen to other intuitives that you, um, none of this is to cause fear is what I'm trying to say. Nothing is to cause fear. And even as you, as you prepare yourself, right. Um, whether it's having extra food or just working on yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you do it, you know, out of alignment, not out of fear. So never act out of fear. And the more you are connected within to the power within you, to God's source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, the more, you know, you can dive into intuition and intuitive messages without any fear, even if it's saying, Hey, the world's going to shake up a bit. We've been living in an illusion for a long time. We can't just snap our fingers and this million year old death cult that runs the world is going to be gone. And every single big system, corporation, et cetera, that's corrupt going to it's gone. And, oh, we've got a new financial system. We have a new education system, a new medical system. It doesn't happen like that. It's going to crumble. It's going to scare people. That's why you've got to step into your sovereignty and and connect with whatever you believe in. Um, it's very important. Uh, Meredith says fear brings down personal consciousness. Absolutely. It's important not to be in fear. Uh, well, that's ex- I'm excited. <laughs> it's um, it's a- it, especially with the numerology of the year, it's a definite that they're going to be reaching for more control. So yeah. whatever look like, what I do is more of the energy of the collective, the energy of, um, I read into a person's energy or the collective energy, like the energetic themes that are going to play out so that you can prepare yourself. Right. So building your community is going to strengthen you through, whatever challenges come. If you're aligned with your purpose, you're going to have more of a divine favor, if you will, than if you're reaching for something, you know, with the purpose of greed, you know, greed creates a karmic response. And so pay attention to where your intentions are. Um, I think that the beginning of the year to me feels a lot lighter than the rest of next year. And so this is a time to start setting your personal goals with an intention that's heart centered. You know, if it's, I want to make more money, that's okay. If it's to support you and your family and your lifestyle that you love, but when you're doing it to get ahead or you're doing it to, you know, um, you know, uh, it, with ill will, that's where that karmic response comes in. So, we just want to prepare ourselves, making sure our hearts are in the right place, making sure we have some sort of support, even if it's our own connection with source, you know, that, you know, that is the primary relationship and everything else is going to stem from that. So really staying focused on that is going to help you navigate whatever happens this year. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think there's room for, for abundance. I think there's room for growth. You know, if you're working towards a goal, regardless what's happening, they want you to look at everything that's inflated 
And they want you to feel like it's hard to keep your head above water. And if you looked at it at face value or logically, it would seem that way. But when you work with the laws of the universe and you understand how energy works, it doesn't matter what's happening in the physical world. If there's a will, there's a way. And the divine will always open doors for you when necessary and close them when needed. So if you can stay focused on that, you'll make it through and you can prosper. It's not like, um, you know, that because all of these things are happening that we can't succeed, but um, it's important, you know, to remember that energy's first. Absolutely. So in terms of timelines, there's obviously a huge shift going on spiritually and energetically with the, with the planet, with, with mother Gaia, right. With earth as well as individually, right. Collectively (laughs) with all of humanity and the planet. So there's a lot going on and, um, there's a lot of talk in the spiritual world about timeline splits. Um, and, and, I, you know, I feel like there's a million different timelines, but I've heard a lot that there's like a certain number of like main timelines, um, and ascension and descension. Can we talk, can we dive into that a little bit? What, what, what do you see there? Well, ever since I started understanding the concept of timelines, I started realizing that I don't believe in a set future. I don't believe in, you know, just because I see this event happen today doesn't mean that it's going to happen, right? So it's important to know that in your personal life, to know that a lot of times people will come for a reading. And I'm just going to say that if I tell you, if you stay on this path, this is where I see this timeline going. And if you shift off this path, this is what the other timeline might look like if you're deciding between two choices kind of gives you a sense of control back into your life right so that's important to know as we go into talking about these timelines but in regards to collective i've always seen it as two i've always seen it as two timelines in regards to the collective on on a personal path that may vary depending on what um what a person is going through but um, collectively, I it's I see an ascension path, and I do see a path of where I don't want to say descension only because I don't want right. to make it sound like I'm just gonna kind of put it this way. I don't want to make it sound like they are necessarily on the wrong path, but. Every person is here on their own journey and they're here to learn different things in their own time. And some of them, we don't know how many lifetimes they've lived or what their life experiences have been and, you know, those different kinds of things. And I don't want to say it's because they're, they're bad or they're not intelligent. They're just not there yet. They haven't experienced enough things to awaken them to it's like providing them information isn't going to change anything it has to be an inward experience so with them i do see it looking to us like it's like they're descending 
but it's more like they're getting pulled into a different timeline so that they can continue to play out experiences that are going to perpetuate polarity so that they can get on that journey of evolution. And who knows how many lifetimes it might take each individual, but um, they're going to get the brunt of karma. And I don't mean that to, to sound mean at all. It's just, if you're caught up in that game of duality, things are going to be very cause and effect. When you're on the ascension path, you start to rise above and have protection from those energies because you're living a different kind of life and it becomes more, um, like I said, you know, heart centered. And I understand that I do have um, some authority in my own life. You understand sovereignty. They're looking right. for something to, it's like everything outside of them is the cause and the reason for this. Right. I th and I think that's, that I feel like that's a big part of Ascension is stop looking outside yourself, recognize how powerful you are. Right. Nobody's going to save you. Um, so I've always, I came up with this analogy myself. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Jennifer. Hey everyone. Um, feel free to ask questions throughout as well, guys. Um, I feel like when I look at, and I, and I do agree, I don't like ascension, descension, cause it sounds negative, but it's just some people, you know, need a little bit more time to learn their lessons to, we're all going in the same place, but I feel like, um, some of us, I like to use this analogy. Some of us are on the express train. Some of us are on the local, right? The local just means we, you know, those people need more time to learn their lessons to get to the same exact place. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I, and to be fair, I do, I, at face value, it looks like descension because from what I've noticed is when I go out in public, I, I am just absolutely confused. You know, I've, I've never seen the level of disconnect. I don't know if it's just because we're evolving so quickly and, you know, we just didn't notice it before. Or if it, it feels like some people are just reverting back to a deep slumber, you know, I, it, it just, it's unreal sometimes. Um, going out in public is tough, you know, and that's where it really yeah. takes that, um, you know, that, having compassion in your heart and looking at them is that you want to, you know, think there's something wrong with them, but at the end of the day, it's, they're just not on the same path. And, you know, that's, it's just where they're at. And we just have to accept people where they are. And the more that you can do that, um, it's just going to keep, you know, it's going to keep us out of that, uh, perpetual state of us versus them. Right. Meredith says, feels like zombie land. It is definitely, let's be honest. This is a, I think this is like the hardest reality to incarnate in. This is really tough. I mean, Dolores Cannon says this is spiritual school here. I mean, this is no joke. I feel like this is level a million of like video game here. And then especially for those of us who are more aware and awake, it's painful to see others that are just 
fast asleep and and also knowing like I can't save everybody. I want to shake everyone. And when, you know, when I started waking up, I wanted to wake up everyone and it's hard. And you have to realize that you are expending your energy out there. And some people don't want to wake up and they made a conscious choice at, or at least a, you know, their, their higher self made a, a choice at some point. Hey, are you likely to wake up in this lifetime or not? And I feel like most people have made their choice by now. What do you think? I think that the majority has already made their choice, but I feel like people that you may have thought there was no hope for. I do feel like next year, um, I do feel like there will be redemption for some people next year. I, I think overall, as the time goes on, let's let's kind of put it this way. The more pain and suffering that goes on, and you might experience that because of disaster things that have happened it, it, where you live, or it may be because of financial struggles. It may be because of falling out with um, your communities. Um you know, which this is a good time to rebuild those next year, you know, kind of feeling like you're losing your sense of self because as you've awakened, you know, and the people around you decided, you know, you know, they they just are not on that path. And to be awake in, in a community where people are not, it can feel like isolation. So it's really the more and more that the energy amplifies on a spiritual level that's where you're going to see a lot of the awakenings happen, you know, um, by, you know, educating people. Um, it, it doesn't tend to hold as much, as much impact because they have to have walked the experience, right? It has to be kind of like an, it's an internal experience where one day you just kind of say, Something isn't right about all of this. And even if I don't know what it is today, I'm going to figure it out. And it's a choice to open yourself up to that path. And it might start off with, you know, conspiracies or conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theories or conspiracy truths, whatever you want to call them. It might start off with, um, you know, what happened in the political election you know it might start off with these different things but um a lot of times it, it whether it has anything to do with what's happening in the world or your personal life it is it, it happens usually through some sort of like i can't accept reality the way it is anymore it's too uncomfortable mm. We tend to not change when things are sunshine and rosy, right? Or awaken when things are going great and we're comfortable. It's, it's when things get shaken up, you know, um, I, I feel like there's different levels to awakening. And from the way I view it, let me know how you think there's different types of awakening because I've, I don't want to say I've been awake for a while, but I've been aware of certain things for a while. And I've been, I've always been spiritual. I was born spiritual. I, I'm like you, I've always been rebellious. I hate authority. I've never trusted the government never. So like, um, yeah, that's, that's just always been me. And as I've gotten older, it's gotten more and more, but I feel like we have 
you know, the 3D awake kind of to the the truth of our reality and the conspiracies of what's really going on. And then we have spiritually awake. And then we have people that are both and, and different levels of both, because I have a lot of friends that are like truthers and heavy into the 3D conspiracies, but then they kind of get stuck in the 3D conspiracies. And then they're also stuck in religion. Right. And then I have, I have like the spiritual crowd that are working on themselves spiritually, but they may not be as aware of the 3d truths and conspiracies. So it's so interesting to watch. And, uh, I I'm learning every day and I'm still peeling layers of the onion and I'm still deprogramming so much garbage, right. From our reality. But, um, but it's interesting to see like these, two, these two kind of like communities and they're kind of coming together and they're kind of meshing. And then you see the 3d people are getting more spiritual and the spiritual people are waking up more to the truths in our reality. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it. There's so many different levels, right? It's crazy. And there's, I don't find too many people that are, that are heavy on both sides, but it's getting more and more, which is nice. I think it gets to a point where you've got to find where you're in the middle because being really heavy into like at the end of the day, it's like it, to know what has been going on this whole time, our whole life, like everything has been inverted spiritually. Every aspect of our world has been inverted and to know all of that is mind blowing. It's not easy to digest. It can kind of put you into what I would call like a dark night of the soul. Um, but at the end of the day, looking at a lot of that stuff, I always feel like the dark night of the soul, if you allow yourself to look at things for what they are, whether it's personal or what's happening in the world, and you stop having an emotional response to all of it, it's like the energy moves, like the clouds clear. And you can start seeing things from a higher perspective. Um, even though it feels personal, I try not to look at what's happening in the world anymore as this personal attack. Because the more that I stay a victim, the less control I am of, of my life and my timeline. So it's important to kind of look at, you know, um, all of that from the perspective of the more I focus on what is being done or what has been done, it's not really moving you forward. It comes to a point you've looked at enough of it. You get it. Now I need a, fo a focus on my own personal and self development, my spiritual development. If I just continue to look at conspiracy after conspiracy, again, you're looking outside of you for something. Like you're trying to grab onto anything other than where you really need to be because you're here for your own soul's growth. You're not here for anything else other than your personal evolution. And becoming aware of these things, it does help you to make better choices in life. And kind of looking at that strong polarity of like this negativity just shows you who you don't want to be. It can help you realign with your purpose. So there's value in knowing the truth, but you have to get out of looking at it. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. 
What matters is your path. What are you doing? What are you going to do with everything that you know? What What is your purpose here? What do you want to do with your time here? How are you impacting people in your life on a day-to-day? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a, it's a balance of diving into truths, but not, not being pulled down in that negative vibration of fear or anger about it. And I think it's important when you go into conspiracies and you truths, and you learn the truth of the reality, there's a ton of conspiracies that are real, um, that you bring the light with you. You bring your faith with you, the faith in God, source, universe, you bring that with you and you don't stay there all day scrolling conspiracies in a negative uh, vibration, right? You look at it, but bring the light and then you step out and into your own personal life again. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a balance. Um, now solutions. Yes. That's what I wanted to say. I totally forgot, but that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Sovereign AF is we've got crazy stuff going on in this reality. So what do we do about it? Every single episode is about something that can help you. And there's always a solution. There's always tips. So we have conspiracy pages. We have political pages that are complaining. We have, you know, whatever, but this is about solutions coming together. What do we do about it? That's the purpose of this podcast. So, um, before I get more into solutions and like, how do we prepare if anything, um, serious, one last question for me, curious about the election. I've heard some interesting theories and I have my own theory that I'll share, but anything about the election, just kind of curious if anything kind of came up for you. So the guy we have right now, I, we all see the mask. We see it. Right. right. I, we, yeah. More people are going to see that. Um, and I do think there's going to be some sort of um, fall in that way where it's going to be known. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more known, a lot more um, in the open, a lot more exposed. It's going to feel like this just isn't real. Mm -hmm. It already like that. I feel like to most of us, but to the people that were not able to see it before. Um, I don't feel, um, that he will be in, um, the next time around. Um, and I'm not too sure. I'm not even too sure if it's going to happen at all. Um, I believe that certain people that we may have sided with, in the past may also show some colors we didn't see before. Interesting. So like political people, necessarily be who we thought they were. Interesting. Back to, like I said, is again, it's a distraction. And if I look at, well, you know, I understand why people want to get involved and they want to have an opinion and all of that. Cause it feels very real, right? All of it feels like, well, this is my life. It's impacting my daily life. 
But at the same time, energetically, you're saying that someone outside of you has more control over how your life is going to look. That lines up perfectly. Yeah. You've got to get to a space where no matter who's in, no matter what's happening, you've got to get to a space where you're going to thrive no matter what. And that's, and that's really where we have to get. That's why we've got to focus on, you know, our own path, right? Our own soul's purpose, our own lives, our families, um, our communities, those kinds of things, because all of that is pulling you outside of yourself. It's pulling you into that false, like savior mentality, right? They're going to save me. They're going to make it better, you know, and, and although if I look at it, you know, it, it might appear that way, but again, we're here for the inside job. Mm. That sounds like a theme, personal sovereignty. And where are you giving your power away? Whether it's religion, political figure, you think is going to save us, um, whatever is connected. The number eight is connected to the number of power. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that you said that, um, because when I, you know, connect with other intuitive people and I tap into my own intuition, I'm not even thinking about the election. I honestly agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. And I think the more you focus on that, oh my God, so-and-so is going to save us next year. The more you are going to get pulled into possibly not your highest timeline. So be careful, be careful of where you are giving your power away. Yeah, I agree. I think my intuition is saying that things are going to completely implode in that dark, dark government that we have set up that illusion of a government that we have set up and maybe that's what needs to happen to build a new system. So again, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Imagine if everybody just said, you know what, this, this just isn't serving my highest good. So I'm not going to pay attention to it anymore. I'm going to focus on thriving in my own life. And everybody pulled their focus to that. There would be a lot more of a collective harmonious atmosphere because when people are living with purpose aligned with their purpose, you start getting good ideas and you start collaborating and it starts to work in harmony. The universe starts to work in harmony. And if you've got a group of five people that are holding their light and you've got a big, you know, a big room filled with like a hundred people, that light is going to be more powerful than that unconscious energy. So imagine if everyone was embodying their light that way, how it would shift the timelines because you would start making a lot of the things that we've been dealing with for a long time irrelevant if that makes sense I love it I love Mm -hmm. it I mean as as scary as it can be and I I think I think it's going to challenge everyone you me doesn't matter how spiritually fit you are you think you are um it's going to be a challenge 
I'm looking forward to kind of the challenge. I'm looking forward to seeing people awaken and step in their sovereignty and come together and communities come together. And I'm excited to think of ways. How can I, how can I be a part of that? How can I bring value? You know, I, I have this little grassroots podcast, but what else can I do? So I'm really excited. That kind of brings me to one last question. And then I want to um, talk a little bit more about what you do, your sessions, et cetera, and how people can get in touch with you kind of wrap up because I want to respect your time, even though I can, you and I, how long have our conversations <laughs> been? I know. We talked for like three hours before, I think. Like, oh, easy, easy. So I don't, I, I know that they might be having a good time, but I don't know that they want to hang for three hours, but, uh, and I want to respect your time and make sure you go have dinner or whatever you're doing. So, um, preparation is a big thing. Solutions are a big thing on this podcast. Someone already asked in the comments, it just wasn't the right time to bring it up, but I'm paying attention to the comments just so you guys know. How do we prepare? Like we have an idea of the collective, but individually, and you've, you've kind of said some things if people were paying attention, I've noticed, but like, let's like recap, like things we can do individually to prepare. So what I would say is focus on your personal alignment. So what that means is paying attention to your body is going to communicate with you all the time when something in your life is out of alignment or is not right. Right. And you're going to feel resistance in life. And a lot of times I think because it's so uh, like the whole, you know, you got to hustle and, and you got to push forward. It has its place and it has its purpose. But at the same time, you've got to pay attention to the signals, the universe, it's guiding you, right? So if something in your life is not working out, whether it be financially or whether it be your relationships or whatever it is, you've got to pay attention to the signals within yourself that is trying to tell you that, hey, this isn't working, have you ever noticed when you decided to just close the door that you should have closed a long time ago and you go to move forward and it's like all of a sudden this door just opens for you and, and you're back in the flow. So you want to pay attention to that on a daily basis because that's going to affect the quality of your life and your vitality, your well-being is going to affect your mindset and your mindset is going to affect your spirituality and how you get through all of these different things, the challenges and all of that. So if you're focused on your inner alignment, paying attention to just because you have a rough patch in life, it doesn't mean that you always need to close the door. You just got to pay attention to the signals. If you're feeling some kind of way, feel your emotions, sit with them. Don't judge yourself. Let the energy move. You know, it's, we are human. We're here to feel. And I think sometimes if you're really spiritually inclined, people tend to not be grounded and rooted in the human experience. And you're here to embody it. Like 100%, you've got to learn how to walk in both worlds simultaneously. Um, so being grounded and embodying the human experience, the human experience, because it is part of your growth. 
and being connected to your body is going to help you be in touch with your own intuition. So being in touch with your intuition is going to help you stay sovereign because that is going to help you be aligned with yourself. So you're aligned with the divine. And that's where all the answers come. Because I always encourage everyone, you got to listen to yourself. You have to listen. You've got to trust yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to always be looking outside of you. Therefore, you can't, your, your energy isn't strong. You're not sovereign in your energy. So it's important to learn how to embody that space. And it is kind of a journey. It's not like something you just decide you're going to do tomorrow and you get it. So you're going to want to prepare in that way. Um, other than that, I would say focus on connections that grow you in a positive way that are balanced. Um, it's like, we've got to let go of the things that are like the things that we know and the connections that we know are not growing us that are in a positive way where we're not moving forward in a direction um, where we're thriving, right? Because you want to thrive. And so if you're pulling dead weight and you know that you've given, you know, you've given these connections, these relationships, um, the time and the energy and it's not shifting, it's like bringing dead weight into the new year with you. Okay. I know that might sound harsh, um, but it's all part of the growing process, right? So we prepare in that way. I'm always going to tell you to always just be prepared for whatever, you know? Um, mm. I, I just always think ahead, even outside of intuition, logically, I always think ahead. I always plan for, you know, what happens if shit hits the fan, you know, what am I going to do? What is my backup plan? And turn off the news, you know, um, pay attention. If your energy is getting sucked into any form of division, it, it's, it's pulling you in the wrong direction, right? Pay attention to where your energy is going because it will suck your energy dry. So paying attention to that, um, is there another, is there another way that you're asking about preparation? No, I think that's absolutely perfect. I want to add to it. Um, fully, fully agree. And I, you know, yeah, you can have more food and water like physical, but without fear, everything you do without fear. If every time you go to the grocery store, you get an extra can of, uh, beans and an extra bag of rice or an extra thing of water, just like do it without fear. Um, but I think energetically what you just said is most important. And, um, I want to add two things of how you were talking about, like, if you're carrying around dead weight and relationships, et cetera, the more you release, the more you can flow with what's meant to be your higher timeline. So release anything and everything that's not in alignment and you, you can feel alignment and I'm just going to share how I feel it. It may not be the same for everyone, but when something's in alignment for me, I feel excited and my body gets, I'll get chills, you know, I'll get, and it'll be hot out or it's not cold. And I just get like body chills and excited and it feels good. And I feel like, Ooh, that feels in alignment. What's 
doesn't feel an alignment in my body, I'll sometimes feel it in my stomach and I'll feel nauseous and I'll feel, ooh, like a little, like icky, like whether it's a person, a place, um, an opportunity. So learn to tune into your body exactly what you said. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. Is, is there anything else you want to say before we talk about your sessions and how people get in touch with you? Um, I do want to just say one more thing before we go into that, because it just came to me. Next year is going to be a good year for people coming into and finding relationships as well. I know I feel like I've talked about relationships already. It's said it so much, but for people who kind of feel like, man, like I, I just like maybe dating is hard or it's hard to find, you know, friends they're aligned with. I really feel there's going to be some breakthroughs with that next year. There's going to be a lot more balance in that area. So you mean both romantically, but other relationships like friendships, part like work, just as a whole, relationships as a whole. Partnerships. So this is a good time to consider, and I'm going to just say this, we're in a seven year. Seven is a lot about soul lessons and those lessons bring us back to self. So think of it, if you've got some sort of job or um, relationships, whatever it is, but anything that you feel like has been dragging you down this year or just isn't working, you may want to consider like, how far do I want to bring this into the new year at all? Because next year, it, we want to start the year off refreshed, like, okay, where do I channel all of this, this clarity, right? In a direction of, I want to create more balance in my home life. I want to call in that soulmate partnership. I want to, you know, create that business and harmonize with other, with other people that have the same intentions. These things are going to supersede all because even at the end of the day, the universe always provides, Right. So it it just feels like the more that we focus on our intention in a way from a place of alignment, rather than, like you said, fear and letting go of what's not serving you, the further you're going to progress and receive that abundance into next year, regardless of what's happening uh, collectively or what's happening in the, in the clown world. (laughs) In the video game, I like to call it. It literally. Percent. Yeah, that's that's another topic for another day. <laughs> um. All right. So, obviously, we know you're you're a psychic medium and you're intuitive and you're also a healer with different modalities. Can you tell us a little bit about what type of sessions you offer, what it entails, kind of like a quick summary? And then how do people get in touch with you? So what I do is I call my sessions psychic soul readings. And the reason that I call it that is I don't like being associated with anything to do with fortune telling. Um, There are so many scams around fortune telling and also because I don't like to get too hung up on anything too far into the future because timelines are always changing because we have free will. So what I like to do is, you know, obviously if you're coming for a reading, you probably have some sort of intention. 
Uh, occasionally someone just wants to hear what I have to say, but usually people have an intention. Something in their life is needing more balance or they're not really sure which path to take. So I'll tune into your energy and look at the themes that are playing in playing on in your life right now. Like the themes in regards to what are your challenges? You know, what what is what is it that you are supposed to be learning? Um, what is your potential? Like, what is your purpose? Um, I look into soul connections, you know, uh, all relationships are karmic in the sense of they support our growth. So I do a lot of stuff with, you know, relationships and love, um, soulmates, twin flames, um, a lot of stuff, like I said, on soul purpose, um, helping my clients find alignment in their life so that they can come back to that place so that they can start trusting themselves and their decisions moving forward. So I look into the timelines. Are you contemplating a decision? Let's look how the energy looks in those two directions so that you can make, you know, a choice that you feel aligned with. So I do a lot of that. Um, and when I do that, I use all of the clairs. So clear seeing, clear hearing, um, clear knowing, um, all of them. Um, I do channeling. Uh, some of it just comes out when I say the spiritual coaching guidance that comes out with it. A lot of it is just channeled. Um, occasionally, I'll pull some cards. It just kind of depends on if I feel called to. I keep them out, you know. Um, and then with mediumship, I stopped offering just mediumship uh, sessions a long time ago because they're a little bit heavy. Um, what I like to do is incorporate them into the work that I do. So let's say someone comes in and they're grieving and, you know, I, I will tune in into that energy to find healing messages. Um, but to be honest, part of the reason that I got out of it is I had too many people that were coming in and they were trying to ask questions so that I could solve um, causes of death that made me uncomfortable. Mm. So um, I try to keep it on a healing note and I try to focus more on um, the individual and their path, you know, what, you know, what it is that they need for their own growth. So I do a lot of that and I do timeline healing work as well. So if someone has experienced any kind of trauma or have come into this life with some sort of fear, they don't know the root cause of it, or maybe they're trying to discover their purpose and they don't want a reading, I take them into what I call a timeline healing to help them find within their own cellular memory the root cause of the trauma or the fear so that not only are they witnessing it because I'm just walking them through. They're seeing it. They're experiencing it. Now they're understanding why this had to happen and it promotes healing as it releases it from the cellular memory. Or they might be coming because they need clarity on some sort of relationship or you know, why am I here? So I do a lot of that. Um, a lot of that timeline work, I really do uh, prefer to do in person, but with readings, um, energy is energy. I can read it anywhere. I don't even have to 
see you. So I could definitely do, if you want to do readings remotely, whether you're in Las Vegas or you're somewhere else in another country, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't have a website up anymore. So I'm like rebranding myself. But on Instagram, I am mystical sacred stardust. And it's an underscore I, between the words. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can put it like maybe you can tag me in it. And when you, I'm going to you put your it. info on everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And on Facebook. And um, if you use Regina's um, Sovereign AF as a promo code, I will give you 20% off of a reading that's 30 minutes or more. If that's something that you're interested in, because awesome. I to, um, you know, offer that to people that watch today. I know we're all on this evolutionary journey together and seeing people grow makes me feel very happy. It's awesome. It's so mystical underscore sacred underscore stardust on Instagram. Uh, if you're in the Facebook group, you can just reach out to her. Do you want to give your email too, or do you want to just Instagram? You know what? That's completely fine. Yeah, you can do my email. So it's Ashley M and then Jodra at gmail.com. And I'll have it. I'll have the link and everything on YouTube and everywhere so that they'll see it. Um, I actually have a quick question before I end the recording and then we'll hang on for just a couple minutes. If there's any last minute Facebook uh, questions for the group. Um, when you say you channel your messages can you be a little bit more exact? Like, do they come from your team, your higher self or your clients, higher self in their team? I'm just curious. So what I do is I do a little bit of preparation before I start a session. And so what I do is more of like, I align myself with divine source and I ask move my ego out of the way, move me out of the way and allow me to be a pure channel for this person's highest good. And so I don't call on guardian angels and guides to get the messages. I just find, I'm just going to be honest. I have worked in that way before and I have found like, I'm just going to go straight to the source. It's all there. All the information is there. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. I also find that when people are channeling, sometimes they're not always channeling what they think they do. I only work with my guides, my higher self and source. That's it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, with anyone I, I work with or tune in on. I just don't mess with anything. A lot of unfriendlies out there. Um, awesome. So I'm going to wrap up the recording. We'll hang out for a couple minutes. I have had so much fun. I just want to keep hanging, but I know we got to wrap up. Um, thank you so much for being here. This is the second to last episode of this season, the very first season of this podcast. Uh, maybe we'll have you back for another topic next year or something. We'll we'll just see how it goes. We have one more um, episode next week, and that is it um, for this season. We'll come back end of January, early February. Not sure. Um, so make sure to tune in next week. I have Jenny. We are going to um, talk about her gifts and 
abilities. And she has a very, very interesting story. She has a sanctuary in Tennessee. You don't want to miss that episode either. And it's the last one. So um, thank you so much for everyone that supported this podcast that has watched Facebook group, YouTube, Rumble, anywhere that you've watched it. It's also available on all the audible, um, you know, typical podcast channels. But thank you all again for your support. And we will see you next week.